Welcome to Your Health To Go, brought to you by Demystifying Your Health, providing the clarity that you need. I'm Ashley Wood, registered nurse and author, your host. In each episode, we take a health topic that's important to you and break it down into easy to understand information. We also discuss the most common treatments and preventative techniques. Thank you for joining me today. Let's get started. Today's topic is psoriasis. Thanks to TV, you've likely heard the word psoriasis before. However, like many people, you might not know what it is. It's a condition that affects your skin and comes in many different forms. What does it look like? What causes it to happen? How is it treated? Psoriasis is a condition that occurs when the life cycle of the skin cells speeds up, resulting in them rapidly building up on the surface. The cause is unknown, but thought to be related to a problem with the person's immune system. Your immune system has many different white blood cells, each with a particular purpose. One type, T-cells, normally move throughout your body protecting you from foreign invaders like viruses or bacteria. For those with psoriasis, T-cells attack healthy skin cells by mistake, which activates an increase in healthy skin cell production. Neutrophils, another type of white blood cell, and more T-cells. The additional T-cells continue to attack the healthy skin cells and the neutrophils cause inflammation to the area. This creates an ongoing cycle of healthy skin cells being attacked and new skin cells being formed, which results in the new skin cells moving to the outermost layer of the skin too soon, sometimes in days rather than weeks. As the new skin cells get pushed outward, they form thick silvery scales on the skin, which are called plaques. The patches can occur anywhere on your body and be large or small in size. Other symptoms include redness to the area, dry cracked skin that bleeds, itching, burning, or soreness to the area, thickened, pitted, rigid nails, and swollen or stiff joints. There are several types of psoriasis. The most common is plaque psoriasis, and it has the classic dry, raised, red skin lesions that are covered with silvery scales which can be itchy or painful. Nail psoriasis is when your finger and toenails have pitting, discoloration, and abnormal growth. They can loosen and separate from the nail bed, and in some cases even crumble. Gut taste psoriasis is activated by a bacterial infection and causes small, water drop-shaped scaling lesions on the body, but they are not as thick as plaque psoriasis. This form is more common in children. Inverse psoriasis causes smooth patches of inflamed skin in your armpits, groin, under your breasts, and around your genitals. This type is aggravated by friction and sweating and thought to be triggered by fungal infections. Pustular psoriasis develops quickly. At first, your skin will appear red and feel tender. Within just a few hours, you develop pus-filled blisters. The affected areas can be widespread or small. This type can also cause fever, chills, severe itching, and diarrhea. The least common type is erythrodermic psoriasis, which is when your entire body is covered with a red peeling rash that can itch or burn intensely. Sometimes psoriasis can impact other parts of your body besides your skin. Psoriatic arthritis causes your joints to become swollen, stiff, and painful, similar to regular arthritis. It can affect any joint and range from mild to severe. 
Often, psoriasis will go through cycles, where it flares up for a few weeks or months, and then subsides for a period of time. Some individuals even experience complete remission during this time. It's thought that genetics and environmental factors contribute to the development of psoriasis. Certain things are known to trigger flare-ups, such as infections, stress, injury to the skin, smoking, heavy alcohol consumption, and certain medications. While anyone can develop psoriasis, some factors increase your risk, like family history of the disease, being overweight, having a chronic immune system problem, or having recurring infections. People with psoriasis are more likely to develop certain complications, like type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, cardiovascular problems, Parkinson's disease, and other autoimmune disorders. The goal of treating psoriasis is to reduce inflammation and clear the skin with the fewest amount of side effects, which means starting with the mildest treatment possible. There are three main treatment types, topical medications, light therapy, and systemic medications. The initial treatment is to use creams or ointments. The most frequently prescribed are topical corticosteroids because this helps to reduce inflammation and itching. These are used mainly during flare-ups. Some topical medications are designed to slow skin growth, such as vitamin D analogs or anthrolin, which also removes scales and helps make skin smoother. The only downside is it stains anything that it comes into contact with. Topical retinoids are vitamin A derivatives used to decrease inflammation. These medications make your skin more sensitive to sunlight, though. Another topical medication, calcurin inhibitors, help to reduce inflammation and plaque buildup, but they aren't recommended for long-term use since they can increase your risk for skin cancer and lymphoma. Salicylic acid encourages the sloughing of dead skin cells and reduces scaling. It's available in prescription and non-prescription strengths. It's often used as a medicated shampoo and scalp solutions for scalp psoriasis. Coal tar is also used for over-the-counter shampoos, creams, and oils to help reduce scaling, itching, and inflammation. There are some drawbacks because it's messy, causing clothing and bedding to become stained, and it has a strong odor. Also, women who are pregnant or breastfeeding shouldn't use it. Some individuals find that moisturizers, especially those that are ointment-based, can help reduce itching and scaling and dryness. If your psoriasis is mild to moderate, often topical medications are all that is needed to clear it up. However, if it's severe, your doctor might recommend combining these with light therapy or systemic medications. Light therapy uses natural or artificial ultraviolet light to slow skin cell growth, which helps to reduce scaling and inflammation. Brief daily exposure to small amounts of ultraviolet light from the sun can improve symptoms, but too much exposure can actually make symptoms worse. Broadband ultraviolet B, or UVB, light can be used to treat psoriasis, especially if it's resistant to topical treatments. Narrowband UVB therapy is a newer therapy that is thought to be more effective than broadband. It's usually only done two to three times a week at first. Once your skin condition improves, then you only need to go once a week. Goekerman therapy involves putting coal tar on prior to UVB treatment because it's thought to make the skin more receptive to the ultraviolet light. 
Sorolin Plus Ultraviolet A, or PUVA, involves taking a light sensitizing medication before being exposed to UVA. The medication makes your skin more responsive and UVA penetrates deeper into your skin. This is typically only used for more severe cases. If your psoriasis is resistant to other treatments, your doctor will recommend systemic medications such as pills or injections. Often these medications can have major side effects. Retinoids are related to vitamin A, but can cause lip inflammation and hair loss. One in particular, Axitrin, can cause such severe birth defects that women must avoid getting pregnant for at least three years after taking the medication. Methotrexate helps by decreasing the production of skin cells and suppressing inflammation. Cyclosporine is similar to methotrexate, but can only be taken for short periods of time due to the fact it increases your risks of infection, cancer, kidney problems, and high blood pressure. Drugs that alter your immune system, or biologics, are also used for people whose psoriasis hasn't responded to other therapies. Most of these medications are given via injection and have significant impact on your immune system, placing you at a greater risk for developing other life-threatening infections. While there isn't a way to prevent psoriasis from occurring, there are things that you can do to help manage flare-ups. The first is to figure out if anything triggers a flare-up, and then avoid it as much as possible. It's also a good idea to take a bath daily using lukewarm water and mild soaps to remove scales and calm inflammation. Sometimes adding bath oil, colloidal oatmeal, or Epsom salts can provide added relief. After bathing, while your skin is still moist, it's key to apply a heavy, ointment-based moisturizer. If you live in an area that experiences cold, dry weather, you'll need to apply a moisturizer several times a day. It can also be helpful to expose the areas affected by psoriasis to sunlight for brief periods. Just make sure to clear this with your doctor first and apply sunscreen to the rest of your skin. Avoid drinking alcohol, and if you do drink, don't drink a lot. Remember, if you're feeling self-conscious about your psoriasis, you can always cover it up with cosmetic products. It's important to test the products on your skin first because they can cause irritation and to not use any of them on open sores. Psoriasis can be a struggle to live with every day, but by doing what you can to minimize flare-ups, then you won't have to deal with it as frequently. If you have any questions or concerns about psoriasis, please talk with your doctor. If you would like more information, please visit the National Psoriasis Foundation's About Psoriasis page. Thank you for spending some time with me today. If you found the material to be valuable and helpful, please tell your friends about us. We're on social media, so like and follow us there to stay up to date on our latest information. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter on our website. Stay healthy, and please join us next time on Your Health To Go. Now, time for the legal statement. Please keep in mind that the content we provide is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified competent health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on Your Health To Go or seen on the Demystifying Your Health site. Demystifying Your Health does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, physicians, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned. Reliance on any information provided by Demystifying Your Health 
its employees, others appearing at the invitation of demystifying your health, or other visitors to the site is solely at your own risk. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately.